p.m. on a Saturday morning, and welcome to the new edition of Robots for Eyes, episode 145. Five or six? You went from like, uh, to yeah! <laughs> <laughs> morning. Good morning. You okay? Yeah, man. Yeah. See what we're doing again for everybody, squeezing yeah. in a podcast. Between work, yeah. Yeah, it's been hectic. I don't know whether I'm going to get a chance to research anything next week. Just have to freestyle it. I really don't know if I'm going to be able to. It'll be right. It's been manic. It's been manic. Oh, you've been working all the time. I went back to work from holiday on Thursday. So you haven't been working all the time? No, I haven't. But <laughs> I ended up working yeah. from six in the morning till three in the morning. So nice. I haven't, didn't get a chance to go through any, look at any of the pod stuff. And then you're working again. It's constant. Guafters, man. Mm. Guafters. Have to these days, don't you? Did you see India's failed moon mission? Their no, moon no. Landing last night. No, what happened? Well, they were landing a probe, I believe, on the in the South Polar region, and I just happened to—I knew it was happening, but I just happened to come across a live stream mm-hmm. on YouTube about two minutes before the lander was due to to land. It didn't land, unfortunately. What happened to it? Did it just explode, or did it just uh? I just like just like. Well, it's very un tumble off into the distance and like never. It's really come back. Sort of nothing. It's kind of like anticlimactic when you just see it in mission off, control because they're just sort of sitting there looking at the computers and then they're, and then they're saying, okay, the probe is, it's uh, it's commenced its deorbit burn and it's on its way down to the lunar surface. We'll we'll check back in with it in two minutes. But so they're not even. It's like you can't see it. Are they watching telly or something? Why, why are they well, looking they, away from it? Well, they can't do. We'll check back in two minutes. Gonna, I'm just going to put a kettle on. We'll be back in two minutes. <laughs> well, it's it's all automated. It's all. F- it's flying itself, so they can't get kettle on. Yeah, you know what I mean, fucking hell. So I, I would have been there ready just for manual takeover if need be. It's they have to. It has to land by itself, and, it, and they they lost contact with it, and the la- well, they didn't know they lost contact with it at the time. They said this. It was travelling at sixty meters a second. That's pretty quick, and then. Uh, and then they just didn't get any more information from it. So it's entirely likely it just slammed into the surface. Nice. And then disap- and that was it, gone. What did they say? Did they just go... Just went, fuck! <laughs> Shit! Nice waste of money. I know, but bloody hell! I think that's what they did. Yeah. No, it just was, it's just a waste of money. Yeah. Well, not a waste of money, because they've got a spacecraft in orbit, because obviously they've got the mothership that... Dro- I mean, it's a fucking massive achievement. They've yeah. already got one on the surface, I believe, anyway. I think... I think... Uh, I think in a lot of countries, though, like... Like well, like, well, everywhere, every nation. I mean, they've got other priorities first. I'm afraid to say, especially with places like India and stuff with the um, famines and everything. That's one question, though. Go on. We donate money to India for mm-hmm. charity reasons. Mm-hmm. How are they landing probes on the moon, and we're not? I don't know. <laughs> It probably is all going to the people who are starving, but it's probably just a case. They've just got a space race. Too. Just, there's just a lot of people who are hungry, yeah. but they could also just use the money from the space race to sort the people out who are struggling. You know what I mean? Got science and exploration, mate. Maybe they're planning to ship them all off to the moon. Maybe. Maybe. Be who right. knows? But who then, knows? in other moon news, I happened to hear about this um, during the week. The Chi- Chinese have got a probe on the moon as well called. I think it's called like Chang Two or something. I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. um, but it, it's on the far no, it's not. It's on the far side of the moon, and they uh, found what they. It's been reported as a gel-like substance in the, the other mi- side of the moon. Yeah, a bright. Mis- this is what they say. Well, it's what the reports say: mysterious, glowing, gel-like substance. Du, du, du. Yeah. <laughs> do, 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 do. Chances of anything coming from the moon. 
was a million to one, they said. He can get into the million, million to one, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- I don't think it means that there's like a gel, because obviously the moon's a vacuum, should have just boiled any more like, liquid away. It's just a it. weird, like, like hard. It could be like um, some sort of impact. Uh, tree resin? Uh, yeah, tree resin. <laughs> so sort of like um, possibly, uh, I can't remember the scientific name for it, but when, you know, when you get like um, lightning strikes in deserts, it can basically melt the glass, and mm. melt the um, sand and turn it into, into glass. It could be something like that on the moon. All right, okay, cool. Cool. Some mad impacts cause some crazy hot temperature, which is on the mel- hot on the cold side of the moon. On that melted the uh, <laughs> melted the um, yeah, it's mad though, isn't it? Yeah. Go over and have a look at that. Apparently, cool. they've kind of like aborted everything else they're going to do. They go go there, find that, figure out what it is. Apparently, they saw it in pictures and it was incredibly bright and different. I could, I'd like to see that. Like Just it was literally was glowing in the dark. Yeah, they said it was glowing. Mm, yeah, cool. But also, gel in Chinese Chinese translates differently. I think um it's it come I think it's like shiny. There's some sort of translation issue. Alright, okay. So it's, it's a shiny thing. Yeah. Basically. Not a gel, possibly. Yeah. Okay, cool. So it could be like a rock which is a shiny or something. Yeah, it could be. Alright, oh, okay. <laughs> so it sounds great, but when you look into it, man, maybe not. Just a just a glowing rock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's still pretty amazing. Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my my money's on a like um melted glass like substance. Yeah. Yeah, that's got more of a logical reason, isn't it? Yeah, I just can't see there being pokey gel on there, squidgy gel. What, shipment of uh, gel that they've just said, well, oh, we've got too much of this, where should we send it to Fuck the moon? To the moon! Send it to the moon. Uh, I've got no shout-outs for this week either. No. Well I, well, I have got them, but I just haven't written them down. Okay, so do we do a double shout-out next week? Yeah, I think so. We'll do it like that, yeah, leave them in suspense. Yeah, there's a few people, actually, but I just, like I say, didn't do it. Fair enough. <laughs> so we want to get on with the episode then. Let's do this. Doing it. I didn't actually mean to do that. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, so um, why not have a look at weaponized animals this week? Weaponized animals? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That sounds cool. That like monkeys with machine guns or like dolphins with lasers and stuff. Right? Yeah, 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 sort of. Yeah, okay, yeah. Cool. Like how we've used animals in um in war. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sounds good to me. Now it's obviously um. Horses are, 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 are the main one that's been used throughout time. Obviously, because they sit on it and they go round and yeah, yeah, stab people and stuff. A long, long, long time. You know something like, I think it's not like 16 million ambul- animals were sent into combat in World War One. So, so you, I'm guessing mostly horses there. Then. Yeah, horses, donkeys, mules, carrying stuff about. Dogs, maybe, for sniffing yep. things oh, out yeah. or whatever. Yeah, exactly, like canaries as well. Have you seen? Did you see the horses with gas masks on? Like, you've seen them in the trenches. <laughs> no, but you're going to say the horses with canaries and gas masks. It's going crazy. <laughs> like, I think the ho- the canaries were the gas masks. They were like the, uh, you know, the smoke alarms back in the day, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They fell yeah, over. If, if they didn't come back out, that was it, they're dead, yeah, weren't they? Yeah, they fall over. You need to do something. And it's crazy, mate, because looking through this, like, 
all animals can be trained to a certain degree. Some more so than others. But like, you know, good luck trying to put a backpack bomb on a gorilla. It's not, <laughs> not going to happen, is it? You're not going to tell it to go over there and it's, you know, and just plant that there. It's just going to go, what? And throw some shit at someone? So there's like limitations to what you can do. So it's, it's strange because like the really sort of um, advanced animals, let's just say, tend to be seems to be a little bit harder to, to train, but like a mosquito, you can turn that into a, a flying hypodermic needle really easily. Yeah. You don't yeah. have to, because it's just got a really basic function. It's going to do this. It doesn't think about a lot. We can just manipulate it to carrying things that kill people. Well, they got need to do something with ants. They probably could, but the, the thing is, it's like the, it's they don't move that far. They, you could use them as spies, I reckon, spy ants. Like, you know what I mean? Just That'd be quite cool, wouldn't it? Imagine all the like, headgear they got. <laughs> yeah. Be a bit small, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fiddly. Imagine trying to put a helmet with a camera on on the top of an ant's head. It'd be annoying, that one, wouldn't it? You'd be, 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 oh, f- <laughs> oh, shit, sorry. Just killed him. <laughs> Did you see that... Blue- well-trained. Did you see the... Remember that beluga whale? With the... Um, I found off the coast of Norway, I think it was, with a harness around it that said the uh, property of St. Petersburg. And it was a... They reckon it was like a... A Russian spy beluga that had escaped from a, a nearby facility. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's like a, yeah. I remember seeing that, and it's just wasn't it coming up to the, the um, boat and just being curious. Mm, yeah, yeah. A la- I think a lady dropped her mobile phone in, into the and it went down and got it and picked it up from it. There, yeah. And we're like, what? It's the worst spy dolphin ever. That is. If I were, if I was Russia, I'd go bring it back. We were going to put it down. Yeah, well, Matt, I think Russia did a lot of bad <laughs> shit to them. They um actually the Russians used belugas to defend or like patrol the waters off Sochi during the 2014 Olympics. Mm. So actively got animals out there doing shit. It's brilliant, mate. It's brilliant, and we treat animals like cunts though. Yeah, well, if this one well thing, we are, that's why. Yeah, I mean, one thing that this this podcast this episode, I was like, come on, man, really? We just did not value them, and still don't really. No. Well, it's no, well, it's, it's kind of like a, um, what do you do? It like a front line thing, isn't it? I suppose. Like I know if we do this, uh, and they die, it's only this animal. You know what I mean? It's only a dog. You know what I mean? So it's it's better to to us. It seems better than losing a human. Yeah. So not well, not better. I mean, that's the wrong it's word. Less, less it's of a le- less of a problem. More, yeah, human life is more valuable. Apparently, I mean, it shouldn't be. It's all the same, isn't it? When you yeah. think about it, whatever animal is dying in combat is dying in com- it, which is, has less value, it's, which life life has less value than a human, but it's mm. dying in combat caused by humans. Yeah, what? It's fucking ridiculous, isn't it? Like, I think um, I don't think animals caught. I think monkeys, chimps had a war once, like a legit war. Chimps did. Yeah, there was like a chimp war that went on for like twenty days between two tribes, was it like properly? Really? I'm sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure we mentioned it. I'm sure we mentioned it in the. Um, you're not sh- sh- you're not sh- talking about Planet of the Apes, are you? It's like that, though, isn't it, man? <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Elephants have been used. We'll go with like the obvious ones, but like you know, horses carrying shit to start with. Yeah. Elephants, like battle elephants, they were like the tanks of the ancient warfare. Uh, I think the first evidence of their use is around 400 BC, so they've been around for quite a uh, used qu- quite a long time. And mm-hmm. people used to proper shit it when elephants turned up. I mean, you could imagine it. If you, imagine if you didn't even know that an elephant was a thing. Yeah, it was, then, just, it was just there, sort of. Thing. And then it turned, and then someone turned. You know what I mean? You just, that, they were terrifying creatures because when when they got scared, they well, I mean, you, you know what elephants are like? They just sort of liable to do whatever the fuck they want. Well, yeah, they, they kind of just do what they want because of the size of them. They just go, right, we're doing this. Yeah. Fuck it. 
Yeah, 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 absolutely. And plus, they can carry a lot of stuff, a lot of weapons. Um, like, like in more modern times, people use them for to mount like Gatling guns and stuff on them. Mm. Poor fucking animals are sitting there. So three, three, two or three little monkey things on its back, and it's going ba 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 bang. Poor out. I mean, and they're clever. Yeah, I bet you it's going. This is widely out of control. This is. <laughs> what are you not doing? This is going to be the end of everything. And early weapons were pretty ineffective against them because, like, they'd wear armor, obviously, but um, like musket shot, early musket shot would just bounce off elephants. Yeah. So it didn't really. Like, no, hurt. Well, no, yeah, because they're like they're so hard, aren't they? Like, le- like the skin's like like thicker than a piece of wood, isn't it? It's like yeah. ridiculous, isn't it? Like spears didn't really do a great deal. Um, it seems that like fire scares them. Obviously, that tends to scare most animals. And app- apparently, uh, mice do as well. Mice. And is uh, that actually true, do you think? Or? I'm not sure. I what don't do you know. Think that's a load of bollocks. I didn't really look into it. I'd say it's probably a load of bollocks. I can't see why why they'd be scared of, of a mouse. I know it's low and it's running quick. So it might be might be startled for a second, but not. I can't see them being scared. They're definitely scared of pigs. Scared of pigs? Yeah, they hate pigs. Is it because they like, bite the nuts or something? Uh, it's the sound of them screaming, apparently. So, like, they don't like fire, mm. and they don't like pigs. And if you combine the two, fire pigs. You've got something that uh, really, really, really frighten elephants. Fire pigs. That's what happened, mate. In the Roman times, like back in the day, the Roman days, when elephants would turn up, like whoever the enemy were, would set fire to pigs and either dangle them over, like, walls of encampments or, you know, fortresses or whatever, or, or literally send them running into the enemy camps where the elephants are. So, like, you know, imagine a pig running in, screaming, and, yeah. then, and the elephant in the camp going, Jesus, what's that? And then just, I mean, all hell breaks loose. Just, you know, you've seen them videos of them wrecking stuff. Yeah. They're so de- dangerous if they start losing their shit. And the enemy would know that. So when they send fire pigs into... Fire know, pigs. And the elephants start trashing stuff. You know, when they're grabbing people, throwing them against walls and just... Have you seen them videos? Chaos pigs. Chaos <laughs> pigs, yeah. Basically run around just ripping the shit out of it and screaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's they, aren't, they are nuts when it comes to, like, um, uh, defending stuff. Like, they they just don't give a fuck about anything, do they? So yeah. like, no matter what, what it is, they'll just go, right, I'm going to sit there and run at it and scream at it until it fucks off. Mm. Yeah, nuts, yeah. aren't they? In that aspect, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So you can't beat uh, you can't beat an elephant. It's just gonna it's gonna destroy it. I mean, I suppose you can throw it, you could beat it with a pig, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's still very limited. Cause, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like them videos. You know, when they um, when the elephants get re- revenge on people and, and throw them, you, sh- you can see how weak people are and feeble compared to these animals. So they chuck them like tennis balls, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Just launch them. They, they literally, well, if you, you see like the like elephants and stuff as well. And when they, they literally lean against a tree and it knocks a tree down. <laughs> Try pushing a tree down. It's not a bit it doesn't even move like a, a millimetre. You can't move. And they just go, ah, and it just like knocks it down. Like no no, no pressure whatsoever. They just go, ah, that'll do. Get rid of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they used to use them for clearing paths and stuff as well through forests. Um, you ever see them like, I like get, when you see the animal revenge. Like You ever see the, when they run the bulls and down the streets and then the bulls cop a bloke and launch them they gore them men don't they proper yeah, they're, gore they're, them. yeah, yeah they, oh, it's good to watch showing away because yeah, it is. they've <laughs> been teasing him for that long you know what I mean and then suddenly what a bosh you know what I mean they're absolutely smashing the fuck out of him aren't they why would they say, why would you stand in front of an animal who's I mean like, you could probably hit that thing in the head with a hammer and yeah. you still wouldn't get down 
No, he'd just he'd, he'd get angrier. Yeah. That's what would happen. He'd just get angrier. It's crazy. <laughs> it's utterly crazy why people <laughs> would do that. But, well, yeah. I sw- it's weird, though, Like, what made them start that in the first place? Tradition, mate. Was it a case of... Was it a case of, um, like, they were trying to kill one for food or whatever, and then it started, like, going mad, and they found little ways to tease it just, over time, and then they thought, well, this could be a sport. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it just seems sick, really, doesn't it? Yeah, it is. It's not nice. No. I can't believe it still happens today. No. Here's another crazy uh, way animals are used as a weapon. Napalm bats... Napalm bats. Yeah, it'd be a great yeah. heavy metal rock band. Though, that is it? cool. That is napalm bats. They were used for like properly. This is real, mate. They was developed by um, the US military during World War Two, just so they could get back at Japan for attacking like a Pearl Harbor. Yeah, they were like, "What the? How could we?" Get? And the the idea didn't. It's not military either. It came from one of President Roosevelt's wife's friends, essentially. Yeah, just some geezer that she'd like socialize with he was a dentist called Lytle Adams um now he he uh that's a proper name that isn't it by the way Lytle what a great <laughs> name old school <laughs> like he realized that like bats obviously they fly in like massive posses and they don't like light and they and he sort of I think he's kind of like well why don't we just rig them with bombs and then drop them over Japan during the day surely they'll just try and get into like you know dark spaces and if they've got bombs on them and it, they blow up then yeah it's the end end of that place sort of thing yeah and president the president was like okay yeah go for it napalm bats come on you know what i mean yeah back in the day mate <laughs> fucking unbelievable isn't it i'd love to be in that meeting i've got yeah. a great idea and you went, you'd be looking across at everyone going let's i want to see their reactions to this load of bollocks being said and you look across and they go sounds great you're like what yeah <laughs> <laughs> are we really doing this yeah is this actually true well, old Lytle Adams, he wasn't even in the military. So President Roosevelt promotes a dentist, right? That's because that's what he was, to a non-commissioned officer straight away. And um, he, like this this geezer Adams, got this, cr- like the crackpot team of bat experts together. So he gets already going off the rails immediately. Yeah. It's a dentist. It's a fucking dentist who's trying to get in control animals, basically. Yeah, it's a dentist who's been given a military contract during World War Two for napalm bats. What do you think he thought when he got given the contract? Do you reckon he actually went along with it in a, in a serious way? Or yeah, yeah, thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. He got a team together. And, well, it was made up of, I say a team, it was made up of the team that had a former gangster, a hotel manager, and a film actor called Tim Holt. I've got no idea who he is. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, it's weird little... Um, is this how people get rich? They just come up with, like, a, a weird... Government, they just bleed money out of the government I for hairbrained so. ideas. I think they just come out with like, like a just yeah, it's got to be, isn't it? It's got to be stupid things they come out with. Seems to get them to try it. Oh, that sounds so wacky. We'll try it. They've gone along with it. And they're going to give us ten mil as well. Yeah, they're so going to give us ten mil for research, really, or they're going to spend about five quid on research and the rest of it on beer. So the first thing they had to do was figure out how much uh, weight a bat could carry, and they chose the Mexican freetail bat, which is t- tough. They're tough, man, because they can. They can fly with more than their body weight. They weigh 14 grams, but they're capable of carrying up to 18 grams, which is perfect because that means they can carry a large bomb right, in, okay. in size for their body, yeah. in like ratio. So the idea was to glue an explosive napalm charge called a H2 charge to the bats, right? And then you put them in like this tube delivery-like device type thing that would be dropped out over a plane. 
uh, over like the over the enemy cities. Mm-hmm. It would open up by a parachute and come down. Uh, I think the parachute when the parachute opens, that sort of releases a door, and then all the bats then just fall out essentially. Right. And then because it's like um, just daylight, they'll they'll hunt down and try and find somewhere dark to to chill. And then the obviously the timed explosives will will go <laughs> by that time. And, and each the, bomb, the bats are oblivious to it as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. No, they didn't talk to the bat about it, did they? they don't right. ever ask the animals. Gary, Gary, the bat. Right, we're going to put this on you. You're going to blow up uh, probably about twenty four. Uh, wait, wait a second. Yeah, what? I, I was okay with the strapping something onto me part, but th- the fact that I'm going to die as soon as this happens, basically, I'm not happy about that. It's bad, isn't it? Man? Yeah. They reckon each one of these bombs could carry a thousand... Well, they're not even bombs. One of these delivery devices could carry a thousand bats. Yeah. So, like, you know, they'd go down and just cause merry fuck in in a city or wherever. I suppose it could work, wouldn't it? Yeah, because they come in big groups, don't they? So, and they go nuts, don't they, usually? Yeah. yeah so they would absolutely cause a load of carnage, wouldn't they? Well, unsurprisingly, flying sentient animals with napalm bombs attached to them caused issues because they don't necessarily do exactly what you want them to yeah, do. They might not go to where you want. Go to Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, this happened by accident. There was um a load of live armed explosive bats accidentally got released at an airbase air called Carlsbad Airbase and they flew in like Did they not think about this? Did they not think maybe they might just go where they want to fucking go? Yeah, yeah. I don't know like how most animals when they're scared and they're trying to escape is leg it. Yeah. I don't know how that this happened, but they did. They they rigged them all up and somehow they got out. So that's terrifying. <laughs> and then they immediately did exactly what they thought they'd do and fly to a dark space to get away from the light. Mm. And then which was like underneath fuel tanks. And what? then they just blew the fucking base to pieces, essentially, and caused loads of fires. It'd be good for that, but like the, the problem is you're not going to be able to teach them where to go, are you? That's the problem. No, you can't, but you can guarantee that they'll... They're going to go... Somewhere dark, they're going to go, right, we're safe in yeah. there. If anything below you is enemy, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah, don't, yeah, anywhere around there will do. Especially with like Japanese buildings, like the traditional homes being very sort of, you know, wood and paper construction. Be on fire in about four seconds, wouldn't exactly, it? Exactly, yeah, yeah. They, well, they actually built um, a, a sort of a fake Japanese village using traditional materials to test this shit on. Mm. Um, and because of the the way that they escaped and then blew that base to pieces, they p- it proved that it was successful. And the military were like, okay. It does work, yeah. but... Mm. They renamed it Project X-Ray and then uh, and started ramping up the testing. Okay. Uh, and I suppose, like... Despite being like a tiny charge, like 15 grams, it's able to set fire to pretty much anything that mm. it, it touches. And when you think about it, like in high bat populated areas, the public aren't going to notice an extra, you know, few thousand bats coming down. Yeah. That's what, the only way you'd you'd know something was going on is if you actually saw them, saw the bats with this like package connected to them. Other than that, you wouldn't have a fucking clue. No. Wouldn't have a clue. You, yeah, but they all got backpacks on. Yeah, what's going on? They cut tourist ones. Yeah. So the, uh, they they actually did like calculations and worked out how effective this would be because regular bombs, they reckon it would... Up to 400 fires per regular explosive bomb is, mm. is um, you know, it's possible. Uh, whereas Project X-Ray bat bombs could, they reckon, start up to nearly 5,000 fires... Cool. Individual fires. So it's just be little 
just pockets of chaos everywhere. Which then just grow and grow and grow. And it was really efficient as well, because instead of like needing hundreds and hundreds of planes, because that's what happened in like bombing runs when they're mm. trying to level cities, just 10 bombers, right, could carry over a million bats, all strapped with napalm. So you've got, I mean, imagine being the pilot of that. <laughs> You're carrying, what, what have we got in the bat, lads? Uh, you've got loads of... Um, Animals with napalm strapped to them. Nothing good. It's fine, mate. Don't worry. It's okay. It'll be fine. Don't worry. It's it's they're safe. They are safe until we let them go, and then they might come back in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you never know. It's mad. Make sure you leave all the lights on when we release them. Yeah, yeah. It's mad, <laughs> isn't it? Could you imagine like if something goes wrong with the plane? So you now you've got like a you know a million bat grenades falling from the sky, and a plane. As well, <laughs> <laughs> spent apparently they spent two million quid on it and they pulled the plug not because it was a shit idea, uh, it was because they invented the atomic bomb. And they well, were like, Should we just use this instead? Yeah, <laughs> it's a bit less chaos. Uh, well, it's more chaos, but we we can put it in the right place and it destroys everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah that sounds good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's use that instead then. <laughs> Lytle Adams said that he reckoned it would be more effective than the atomic bomb because he was like, look, if you think about like ten thousand fires breaking out simultaneously in a single city with low human life, like being, you know, a low fatality. Because yeah. they weren't trying to kill the people. They are just trying to destroy the economy of the city. So yeah. it would have worked. Um, it's weird, man, because, like, it, they didn't give a fuck about killing a million bats. No. Or invasive they ne- species. They never do, though, do they? They don't tend to ever give a fuck about the a- actual animals. They just, they just use them because they know that it's kind of a saves them using a person, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It's apparently more humane. People seem to think when it's not really. Yeah. It's just a load of rubbish, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's more humane for us, but not for them, the poor little bastards. No, they're thinking, what the fuck? You just sent me to my death? So insects are the assassin of the animal weapon world. Uh, but you've got kind of like got to know what you're looking at in the first place because you don't need to sort of... They they come naturally weaponized. If they're in the wrong environment, they just cause havoc anyway. Yeah. So you don't really have to do shit to them. You just need to introduce no, them. No, just introduce them to a bad situation and they'll just eat it, basically. Yeah, yeah, and destroy it. Yeah, and like, you know, you can imagine massive um, agricultural areas that are supplying food to troops being destroyed. It's going <laughs> to cause problems, isn't it? Major problems. And the thing is, you don't, most people wouldn't realise there's actually something going wrong with an invasive species until it's too late. Because if I went in the garden and there was a bug there, I'd be like, that's just a bug. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not familiar with them, so you wouldn't even know. No, you, you wouldn't know. even know until it was too late. Until they went, oh, all the crops have been chomped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's it. Yeah, exactly. Because they'd be so quiet at it, wouldn't they? As well, they just do what they do, and then that would be it, wouldn't exactly, it? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just send locusts in. You know what I mean? That's what you got to do. Just do that, and then everything's destroyed, and then they're like, oh shit. Well, check. Well, check this out. It's not new, but it's scary. And I didn't know this actually. The plague, the back death was. I think it originated in, in Asia somewhere. You know, the one that took out like 450 million people worldwide. Yeah, yeah. They reckon it could have been introduced to Europe as part of a biological t- attack on the Crimean city of Kaffa. And that's how it got into Europe. It took it took 60% of the people of Europe out. There's definitely an episode on the Black Death, isn't it there? Took, it took 60% of... Of Europe out. And they reckon it might have been introduced on purpose. Oh, right, okay. So, okay. So it's wiping everyone out. mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And in World War Two, Germany wanted to drop millions of Colorado potato beetles over North America just to fuck with their food supplies um, because they thought that they were getting fucked with. In 1914, the Germans found 
like essentially Colorado Beatles in Germany and they were like, what? Where did these come from? What's going on here? Something dodgy's going on here. Yeah, well, this is like an invasive species from the US and the Nazis were like, fuck them. We've got to send these bugs back, but we're going to Nazify them. So they ran tests and they dropped something like 60,000 be- beetles, these mm. Colorado potato beetles just outside Frankfurt, just to see what would happen. And then a year later, there was a massive infestation of these bu- I mean no I mean are you surprised if you're dropping 60,000 invasive you know alien bugs on your land as an experiment and then the following year there's billions of yeah are you surprised <laughs> so this basically this this led to th- possibly three options of how that these these because uh, this that definitely happened like there was either a foreign bug attack mm. somebody deliberately introduced them to Germany there was either a spontaneous outbreak or the Germans testing fucked up and bit him in the ass. But I don't think anybody really cared because like, <laughs> the world was literally ending in yeah, World it's, War II. It's, like, uh, it's only a few bugs, yeah. but there's lots of things being blown up and killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, during the Cold War, the US researched the idea of bug weapons. I mean, we spoke about um, like biological weapons before, but not like, you know, the, the thought like um, how potentially this shit was going to be I mean if anything this podcast has shown is that over 145 episodes the governments will test shit on people yeah it's, it's, they got in a way though they got to they to see what I don't know even though even if it's blatant I mean okay you wouldn't you wouldn't have to test a bullet would you on someone you know it's going to kill them don't you you know what I mean but I suppose for a lot of people it's it's the reactions isn't it you know what I mean like what how do they react to being having their eyes set on fire or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> I think, like, back then, because it was such a, a crazy, crazy time, they had to just do shit. They had to do stuff that they didn't necessarily want to do to yeah. their own people. Just to test how stuff was going to work, because if we, if we don't do it, and they do, we're fucked. Yeah, it's, well, yeah, that's it. They'll be ahead of the game, they know what's going on. Yeah. So during the Cold War, the US had plans for a lab where they were going to hatch something like... 100 million yellow fever infected mosquitoes a month. Mm. So that's not a good... Don't, lads, don't do that. And they actually dropped... A that's fair a really bad idea. Yeah, 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 it is, isn't They'll it? They'll go everywhere. And they actually dropped millions of mosquitoes on the American people just to test how well they'd what? bite. And they actually worked out, because of that, from testing, they worked out the cost per fatality was 29 cents per person if it worked. Bargain. It's crazy, isn't it? That is, that is absolutely nuts. That is... And they, and they, and they tested it. that on their own people? Yes. Yeah, of course they did. I mean, you know, why not? Why wouldn't you? <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. I mean, wouldn't you, if you're going to test it, test it somewhere else? Well, yeah. Germany. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Might as well. <laughs> Should we go on to fire monkeys? Fire monkeys? Those yeah. sound good. This is old school Chinese warfare tactics, and it was during the Southern Song Dynasty, which sounds quite delightful. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chinese warriors would feel little backpacks with straw and then strap them onto monkeys. Right. And then douse the monkeys in oil or, or some form of, you know, flammable substance, what right? What the fuck? Set them on fire and then send them running into enemy camps, like, you know, which, and just set fire to tents and shit in the process. So the monkey's going fucking, get this shit off of me, running towards people, and they're going, fuck off, monkey. Yeah. You know, but the thing is, how close have you got to be to, to the camp? To, to your enemy camp to actually pull this off because I can't see a monkey running a mile when it's on fire. So you've got to be... You've got to be quiet. basically there, haven't you? Surely. For it to actually do anything. You know what I mean? 
So what is there like sort of you know? You gotta be in the room with him. Right, I'm gonna fucking get you. Hang on a second, let's put this backpack on him. Yeah. You, anyone got any straw? I'll be, I'll be back in a. Hang on a second, mate. You stay right fucking there. <laughs> Fill the straw. Oh fuck! I've got my lighter. Is anyone, you got a lighter, Dave? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buy a lighter. Let me get fucking. Go. <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> so I don't know whether that's bollocks. I don't know. It's quite quite mad. I definitely definitely think that people have done that in the past, but. Unless you've got like clandestine stealth groups of blokes, you know, deploying fire monkeys on the perimeter of enemy bases and camps, I, can't, I don't know, mate. It's just, it's just, I just can't, I can't say that. It's crazy. They're like pots of snakes. That was a good one, which is an ancient Pot, one. Pots of snakes. It's a snake grenade. Yeah, you're like you'd create, you get like a, <laughs> a, a snake uh, grenade. Yeah, you'd get like loads of like horrible poisonous snakes. Cram them in a pot, seal the pot like a clay pot, mm. and then like mo- I can see this definitely, definitely working. Moving like close to a base or whatever cl- a camp, and then just throwing it in, and it will just smash on the floor. Now loads of vipers, <laughs> you know they did it with scorpions. That really piss them off, wouldn't it? And they, you know, they're going, what the fuck, right? I'm you just see you, I'm going to bite in you, you prick. Yeah, just fucking with them, man. Just fucking. <laughs> they, we've even airdropped fleas onto people just to psychologically torture them. Just constant being... Just, like, just a flea infection, in a way. Yeah. Yeah. What are we doing? Fuck knows. It's, it's, it's outrageous what we... You know, we're going to hurt another human by hurting animals. Or try and hurt another human. It's it might still go tits up. You know what I mean? It's just a crazy idea. It's ridiculous. What are you all thinking? Rat bombs. That's Rat a, bombs? That yeah. sounds good. As a British idea. And it was that, does sound, that sounds like a British one. <laughs> it does. How do you reckon it goes? What's your, how do you think it pans out, rat bomb? Well, I don't think it's a backpack. I reckon they put something in it or something. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, so you're not going to stick something on the back of a rat because it'll just get gnawed off because they can like do anything, can't they? So you put it in the rat and then you just like let let them go in the place and set up, blow it up. I don't know. Well, the idea was to um, you couldn't use live rats because it's just too unpredictable, right? So what they did is they used French resistant fighters and like special ops soldiers. Um, and like you know, spies or whatever, they were actually embedded in the in the German infrastructure, like um, working in factories. Mm-hmm. Got them on board with the plan, and then in England, what we do is we got a load of rats, killed them, shoved explosive charges in their bodies, sewed them back up, and then sent a shipment out. And the idea was then what they these people on the inside what they do is they chuck these dead rats around like um, in in the um, Oh, so the coal supply so of steam chains. So they're dead, so, they, so no one's... Like, oh, it's just a dead rat. It's just a way of smuggling a bomb in, essentially, because it's just a dead rat. But yeah. they put them by, like, coal piles by the steam trains or by boilers in, mm-hmm. in massive factories and hoping that... like Near, near, near like, industrial inf- uh, like furnaces, essentially, hoping that wh- whoever found them, whichever Nazi found it, would just pick them up and just throw them in the fire. Yeah. Just, you know, and they're in the pow. fire. And then it just go boom. And it, not necessarily killing people, but it would batter... Freak everyone out, put it that way. Well, that it worked because the idea was it was blow boilers up and shit like that. You know what I mean? Steam trains and just, just gradually bring their infrastructure or just piss them off. Mm. But the shipment was actually intercepted by the Nazis when the first shipment, so it never actually got got up and running. Okay, but it was still a success because the Germans once they got this shipment of like you know. 100,000 dead rats all filled with bombs. What did they think? Well, they thought shit. How many other? Of these have come through. We couldn't have just caught the first one. Yeah. And it caused mad paranoia. Oh, right, okay. So, but they did actually catch the first one. Yeah, and so they ended up, like, um, searching and spending loads of, you know, people time looking for rat bombs that didn't exist, and they probably did that for the rest of the war. Oh, right, okay, cool. Paranoia, mate. 
Right on the floor. Get it. Yeah, don't throw it in the fire, you cunt. Don't do it, you bellend. Put it in the bucket of water. <laughs> Need a risk assessment for it. <laughs> Project Pigeon, mate. Pigeon. What do you reckon that is? Um, it's going to be something to do with poison or something, I reckon. Okay. I'm going with poison, not not a bomb, because there's lots of bombs going off. <laughs> so I'm going to go with like disease or poison or something that it, it, it disp- gives to people somehow. Pigeon guided missiles. Nice. Again, World War Two, and again, what the fuck, people? Pigeon guided missiles. But we were just trying everything back then. We must have just been trying pigeon monkey tennis, pigeon missiles, fly monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> Pigeons, they fly. They kind of do what bullets do in the air. Missile pigeon. This uh, was a, a masterminded by a Harvard professor called uh, um, B. F. Skinner. And he came up with the idea, and, and the army, um, the US Army were like, okay, yeah, good idea, let's just get this done. And they initially trained pigeons uni- using a method called operant conditioning, and this is a way that behaviour is modified, because like, pigeons aren't, they're not the brainiest things. You, in order to get them to do shit, you've got to persuade them. Um, so in, in operant, operant uh, conditioning, you, you basically... <laughs> Get a treat or get electrocuted for doing a certain task. So you learn. Even the dumbest animals learn pretty quick. Right, do yeah, that. Okay. Get a biscuit. Yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah. Get a pisser. Uh, and it's nuts, mate, because this missile that the the uh, pigeons were put in actually had a cockpit with windows and like a control system that the bird operated. They flew it. Like properly flew it, mate. It's crazy. That is, it's, yeah. It's crazy. Crazy, mate. They, so the windows, like, so they could look out and see where it was, where it was going. And what the they pecked the windows. Apparently, when they saw the target, they'd go, "Oh, that's my target!" Nick, 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 nick. Peck it, which was controlling the uh, the flight systems of the missile, and it would steer it to the target. What the fuck? I mean, what could go wrong there? What the f- this sounds like the most far out mental idea I've ever heard. How insane are people? This makes lo- logical sense. Let's do this. It's mad, isn't it? It's it's crazy, mate. So they 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 were really good, apparently. Like um, sent keeping they could, they did it in tests. They fl- they fl- literally there have been pigeons flying missiles. That's happened. Mm-hmm. That's ha- that's actually happened. Missiles are flown through the sky with a pigeon at the front, like Biggles, flying it. Catch the pigeon. Catch the pigeon. They can fly them in straight line perfectly. Um, in, they'd rarely missed in simulations. And they had working models and flew them. And the problem was, it's not, it wasn't that the system didn't work. It's just surprisingly, nobody would, te- would take them seriously. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you can't have pigeons flying pi- uh, flying missiles around. It just, no, it just sounds insane. It, sound, it sounds like a massive disaster is about to happen. Yeah, all the time. Do you, are you sure these pigeons know what they're doing? Yeah, it's a fucking pigeon, it's man. It's a pigeon. If you went like that, fucking hell, let's trick this, let's hold some bread up. It's going to go... <laughs> and it's just going to fucking attack at something else. It's crazy. Uh, but again, it didn't It didn't actually, uh, you know, get, you know, rolled out into full-on production use. But come on, lads. Yeah, it's, Do you know what I mean? It's ridiculous, isn't it? It is. It's fucking nuts, mate. It ran from the 40s into the 50s, and then obviously technology got better, and they were like, take them pigeons out of the cockpit, you idiot. There's a computer that can do this now. Yeah, you don't need pigeons. Why don't you just get, you know, something which isn't a pigeon? Anything. Anything. Leave probably better the than bomb a pigeon on the fucking it. floor. Yeah. Can't be having Should we have another drink? Let's do it.
work if they want to stuff you. <laughs> did we mention dogs earlier? I don't think we did. Uh, we, we talked about it, but we didn't say what they'd done. We just went, there might be dogs in war and stuff. Yeah, people have been cunts to dogs. Yeah. Man's best friend used, hot, like, like in the 1930s, um, into the tw- into the Second World War, the Soviets trained dogs to carry explosives, right? On like, on like these little cute little backpack things. So they could, uh, I think they could carry something like 12 kilograms of, of, of bombs um, and attach them to tanks, essentially. They teach the dogs to attach them to tanks? Yeah. How the fuck did they do that? Well, initially, I, I go for it. Initially, the uh, the Russians wanted the dogs to survive. Let's just say that. Rather, well, yeah, we yeah. want them to live. But Sounds like bullshit to me. So what they did is they tr- they tried to teach them to once the dogs had got underneath the, t- the tank, they'd turn round and, and and pull like a a release cord with their teeth, which would drop the bomb. Mm-hmm. We just like, completely would just you know, deploy it and fall off the backpack, and then the dog would then run back to the the handler. Uh, to be reloaded and sent back out. Um, and then the charge that's underneath the tank could be remotely detonated or you could put a timer on it, I suppose. Time is a bit more hit and miss because you have to set the timer whilst it's still on the dog's back, which necessarily, you know, things can go wrong. Yes. Um, but unfortunately, as we know, training animals doesn't necessarily work and it wouldn't always go to plan. And especially in, in uh, with dogs, in the heat of battle, they'd freak out. Which no you can understand. No shit, yeah. Uh, like mistakes can occur. And loads of dogs would run up to the tank, go underneath it, and like as they're supposed pushed. to do. No, no, they'd be fine because they were, they were trained around the tanks for ages. They knew not to. They first initially trained them around stationary tanks with the engines off, then tanks with the engines. They put food underneath them, you see. Yeah. And then they'd start driving the tanks around. And they figured the dogs figured it out pretty quick. I think these are like feral street dogs or something to start. Yeah, they're quite wise. They don't know what the fuck. But what would happen is they'd run under the tanks and they'd pull the cord to drop the bomb and either not pull it properly or pull it on earth or there would be issues with the um, the cord mechanism. But the bomb would, would be armed because the geezer would set it, but the dog wouldn't deploy it. And then the dog would come trotting back over to its owner thinking, oh, I put the bomb, let's go and get a biscuit. And next thing you know, you've got a live dog bomb <laughs> running back at the train. <laughs> Loads of them got shot. <laughs> I suppose uh, all that shit about them saying they wanted to look after them, I, I think they probably would have just shot them anyway, wouldn't they? No, well, they, they initially they didn't. They honestly, but when they ran, <laughs> they're coming back with it. They got no choice, man. You can't have a you know golden retriever with twelve pound bomb running like a twelve kilo, you know, plastic explosives running back to you. <laughs> can I have a biscuit? <laughs> you can over there. She got a biscuit and throw it at the tank. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That might work. So they modified the bombs to detonate on impact, which would obviously kill. Lassie in the process. What they did is they had like a lever on their back. So mm-hmm. as soon as the dog went underneath the tank's belly, what it would do is that lever would 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 catch somehow more than likely, and then uh, fall back and then detonate the bomb. Right, okay. And that was it, mate. You know what I mean? Mm. They were gone. God, dead dogs. Yeah, yeah. They were just suicide. Bomb dogs. <laughs> That's real. It's like the betrayal there because dogs are. <laughs> I mean, anyone's had a dog knows. I'm sorry, but I mean. In war, do the opposition see the dogs and think, oh, they're just dogs? Yeah. Or do they just go, right, why the fuck is there loads of dogs here? Let's shoot everything, because that's what everyone's doing anyway. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah when you just go as a dog, let's just carry on. You'd be like, why is there like four dogs like legging it towards us? Shoot the fuckers. Yeah, they've got backpacks on. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, <laughs> definitely coming shoot. from the Russians. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. 
Yeah. Definitely. It's not just a friendly dog coming up to her say hi. Uh, you know, I've seen a human. Happy, 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 happy. Well, they reckon it was successful. They reckon it took something like 300 tanks out. So it wasn't like it was destroying thousands, but it was having an effect. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's not going to... I mean, there were other issues as well with the dogs, obviously, because, like, they couldn't tell the difference between... Like, to a dog... And as with a lot of animals, is a tank's a tank, man. Once you've trained it, that's a tank. It, it doesn't know the difference between a German tank and a Soviet tank. Mm-hmm. So sometimes they just run up to their own. Yeah, yeah. And just, they're like, yeah. fuck, no. Kill the cunt. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good point, own. yeah. You can't tell what tank's what, can it? It just goes, that that's the thing I need to put a bomb under. And they'd become like mad, scared because of gunfire, bombs, tank exploding, screaming people, dead people. They know what that is, man. Mm-hmm. They'd freak out and then just run into trenches. The, the levers would catch on things. And they were like, these these just too wild, man. It's just too wild. To so put any lo- animal which is put into a war situation is pretty wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially when it's got a live bomb on its back, mm. which is designed to blow up a tank, and you're it's having it run around, yeah. freaking out. I mean, a fucking beast of a bomb. It's probably not a good idea. J- apparently, Japan. I mean, a lot of people use this, use dogs for for bombs. Japan used something like two, uh, twenty five thousand um, dogs it got from Germany. The US trained dogs to run into enemy fortifications with bombs on their back and explode. It's so cruel, man. But back then, mate, millions of stray dogs. And you'll fight. It's the actual apocalypse. Yeah. What are you mm. going to do? Yeah. I mean, what you gonna, I mean, bat bombs, fuck it. Bat bombs, yeah. Just, everyone's trying everything. That would have been better in that situation. Yeah. Because you're not really going to be able to shoot them in a tank, are you? You have to be one bats. hell of a shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you could train a bat to go down the barrel of a gun... Of the it's ba- a dark ba- hole. A barrel of the, uh, of, the, of the tank, yeah. You'd do it from... In- that'd be quite cool. Yeah. Napalm the inside of a tank. Boom. I don't think these bombs killed the soldiers inside. I think it just like blew the stopped it from moving. Yeah, and then you're fucked. You're basically a sitting duck, aren't you? Terrifying. To, like, cut you, get you out and cut your head off. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically. So it's probably actually worse. It's so scary, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Have you? Ever, I've I've dreamt that I've been in like like combat situations, and obviously it doesn't mean anything. But I woke up so scared. Yeah, I think I was in Vietnam, and I was like, "They're going to kill me!" And like, it was real. It, it was must, terrifying. It must be unreal, like to a point where it doesn't feel real, but it's real. Not in a dream. I mean, in real life, it's like this. This doesn't seem like it's real. It's just, it's just bonkers. It's just like shell shock, I suppose. Isn't it? You just, mm-hmm. like, you just sit there going, "Okay, uh, brain, take me out of this." Yeah, yeah. This is insane. Send me to a happy place. I can't, you can't even imagine it. Vietnam War 2. Oh, you fucking dickhead brain. <laughs> <laughs> you can kind of like, you know, you can you can picture it. You can go, okay, there's, there's explosions. There's people getting blown up. They're screaming and you're scared. And there's planes in the sky. There's, it's, just, it's just hectic. But you can't put that in. You can't, you can't actually assimilate that. No. Into, it'd be overwhelming. It'd be, it'd be carnage, wouldn't it? So scary, man. And then carnage. I, and then these fellows didn't come back. Anyway, yeah, apparently the um, the UK's done it as well. We had 20,000 combat dogs in World War I. Um, animals, like we said before, p- paid a, played a massive part of World War I. Mm. Um, but we had them ranging from straight up, go fuck up that soldier, attack dogs, to messenger dogs. We had uh, mercy dogs. They're like casualty dogs that would either bring shit to people or drag them out or whatever. Um, and we also used their sense of smell as early warning system for chemical... You know, more hands on to a task yeah. for a dog which might be able to understand what it's doing. Yeah, so if we're running with a bomb on its back. Yeah, yeah it knows yeah. it's attacking someone. It knows it's trying to help someone, rather than going 
go to that tank and see what yes. happens, mate. More, spe- more sp- you know, task-specific <laughs> dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, you know. Well, was it cats have been used? I mean, cats tend to be, like, used on boats and, and things, in trenches, just to keep rat populations down. That was quite a normal thing to do. Um, a lot of these cats became mascots uh, who emotionally helped soldiers get through shit. Because, yeah. as we just said, it ain't fun. No, they're sitting there with shell shocks, and the cat comes in and goes, straight me, and they go, oh, that's better. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Cats don't play ball though. You can't cats. You can't train cats to be weapons. They just they, they, yeah. They just do what they want, don't they? As well. There was a CIA project in the nineteen sixties called Acoustic Kitty, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I it, love it, all these names. It, it? it sounds like another band. It sounds like a <laughs> it sounds like Napalm Bats, like um le- band w- before yeah before band Acoustic yeah, yeah, yeah. Kitties and Napalm Bats. <laughs> Their support act. Yeah, yeah. Atomic Kitten doing the unplugged set. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah they um this acoustic kit kitty used surgically modified cats like, so vets would implant microphones in the cat's ears right and then put a ro- like small radio transmitters at the base of their skull so, and like a thin wire that would poke out of its fur so it's essentially like it making them a mobile audio recording right. system and then they sent them into like a let what's like release them around the the roads and the streets of the kremlin and hopefully that they, you know, and Soviet embassies. Um, I think they spent 10 million doing this. And the idea what? was these cats would go in and they'd be 10 able to million? Yeah, yeah. I think it was money's been wasted. And they'd just go in and listen. Mm. Um, but cats don't play ball. No, they just, just go and lie in a head. bush. And That's what they did. Yeah, yeah. It's a fucking cat. Yeah. They're just going, oh, I'm bored here. I'm going to lie in a bush for four hours. Yeah. Make my boredom even more boring by they sleeping. Literally, it didn't work, mate. Couldn't get the little fuckers to do commands or anything. They were no. like, nah, I'm going ratting or I'm going over there. I'm going ratting. So the so some of the most effective weapons uh, animals to be used as weapons are um, are dolphins, yeah. um, you know whales, and and sea lions and I suspect a lot of countries have have used them in the past. We know definitely Russia and the US have, so we'll concentrate on them. Um, and you can see why you'd be, you'd use them. They're mad clever. Started in the early sixties apparently, but could have started before. Um, Essentially, I think it only started in the 60s because technology was available to strap onto the fuckers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You couldn't use them in 1522 because what, I mean, what are you going to do? Make a wooden camera and stick it on a dolphin? I mean, you know, good luck catching it. It's not going to happen, <laughs> is it? A wooden camera. So this, essentially, they're like basically um, highly intelligent, sentient submarines with, you know, le- next level echolocation sonar. They could do shit very useful to us, mainly used as spies. Um, or in or in bomb and sea mine location, mm-hmm. they could just send them out and look into things like finding lost torpedoes, and they even search for lost sailors or lost boats, downed pilots, and they guard boats or or um, um, harbors like patrol dogs or you know like, you know, scrapyard dogs. Mm-hmm. They literally do that around boats. Okay, just pa- like fan out and just start looking because it doesn't necessarily mean that um, uh, you know things can creep up to boats like divers. Yeah, yeah. And when you've got a platoon of dolphins swimming around... You've got no chance. It's not going to happen, is it? Do you know what I mean? So like, they'd uh, locate these early early enemy swimmers um, and then just batter the fuck out of them. Can you imagine being attacked by a command, a Russian commando dolphin? That's happened to people. You'd be like, what's you'd be happening? Like, yeah, you, 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 it was one of those moments where you'd be like, is this actually, am I getting attacked by a Russian dolphin? What the fuck? Yeah, it's crazy, mate. Mm. We tried to use sharks as well. Not for attack purposes, but more more just to get... Um, they're like a vehicle to get our espionage equipment 
into enemy waters because okay. no one's looking at sharks no. and checking them out. It's They're looking for big metal things. Exactly. I mean, how would you even locate it if you suspected a shark that was a spy? Don't I don't know. Unless it's blatantly got loads of shit attached to it. Yeah. That's the only way. Which is like property of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But the ocean's big and sharks move away from people. So I just think I, it's quite a good idea. But it, they had problems because like, they were literally trying to control sharks' minds with implants to mm. make them do shit. And it just wasn't working. It wasn't happening, though. But they developed technology and weapons for um, dolphins to use whilst out on missions. Um, and they're trained in very similar ways to, to, to how dogs are trained. And dolphins, what they do is they carry um, like marker buoys on their snouts, which, you know, once they d- locate a target, whether that be, let's say, a lost torpedo or mm-hmm. whatever, they, they can attach this, this buoy to, to a target, deploy it, and then it sends like a strobe light to the surface right. with, with so flashes. Know it's some, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they also use, um, the Navy also used the um, shallow water intruder detection system. And this is straight up creepy. And it's, they use sea lines to do this. Right, okay. Uh, essentially, the, um, the the sea line will approach an enemy diver, a suspected enemy diver from behind, with a spring-loaded, like, vice, D-clamp vice-type thing, right. which is attached to a line. It sounds like something from Saw. Yeah, it is, mate. And it's it, like it's attached to the boat. So this sea line will be swimming out, and then it'll, f- it'll come up behind you, and then attach this clamp to your leg, and then it'll swim off. And um, like, uh, and then the enemies, whoever you are, you're fishing. You just yeah, they just really win by you know by the human bo- fishing. Yeah, by the security team on the boat, and it's, it has been used. This has mm. definitely been put into uh, into action. And the people that have been caught said that they didn't see the animal come in. No shit, mm. you're not gonna. Well, they're just fast. They're fast, aren't they? So you, yeah, you, you, and it's not gonna come. F- it's trying to come from behind. So mm. all you'll feel is a clunk, and you'll turn around, and you'll be going, "Why am I getting fog? Yeah, what's going on here? It's mad, isn't it? Um, and also, they train specifically sea lions to pull the regulator out of your mouth. See, so, so you have to come up to the surface, or yeah, something. or die, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good choice. It's mad, isn't it? Rumours of forty-five calibre guns, or as the military actually called them, bang sticks. Bang sticks? Be- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Being mounted onto the to the snouts of dolphins. But a lot of people, and I, I, I tend to, I mean, I agree with them. They say that's bollocks because the percussion shockwave from setting off a gun underwater next to a dolphin's head. Yeah, it's... it's uh, is it even possible? I don't even know. I'm sure they could do something like that. But you imagine putting a, a gun in a fish tank and firing it. Everything dies in there. Yeah, well, yeah. It's just going to be like a giant shockwave and just kill everything. Exactly. And, you know, you know, when you go to, like, the, the fish shop and they say, don't bang on the glass, a little tappy tap's going to hurt a fish. Well, what's setting a gun off next to a dolphin's head going to do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to fucking... It's just going to be dead, isn't it? It's not going to work, is it? No. So, um, so in Russia, what couldn't they, they put a silencer on it? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if that works. We, what? Well, they use dart guns, apparently. Okay. So, dart guns that are either designed to poison, kill you, or um, deploy uh, some sort of bag that wedges into you. So the dart like wedges into your body, and then a bag opens up and it drags you to the surface, and that either kills cool. you through the bends or it's like a human boy. That is. Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> fucked in it, mate. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like like we said before, man, dolphins have been used properly in combat multiple times. In Russia, they've they've actually got two teams of dolphins that they use for patrolling. The first team go out 
and locate whatever is, you know, let's say it's a team of enemy divers coming in to attach a mine or something like that. They'll locate that team of enemy divers and try and take you alive. Emphasis on try and take you alive. In other words, they kill you. you well, no, no, they'll put grappling hooks <laughs> on you, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. D-clamps, or, or scare you off, do whatever they need to do. And if that fails, like if, if they get shot or if they, if the, um, what, for whatever reason, if that doesn't work, the, the second team of dolphins is um, murder dolphins, essentially, and they're sent in to kill you. Murder dolphins. Yeah, that's if, it need, if they need to, that's what happens. And they've got like hollow needles attached to, um, uh, like uh, dark gu- the dark guns we mentioned before, which they fuck you up with. Just stab, keep stabbing you, do Yeah, just ram you, mate. Fucking ah, that. Stop being needled to death. Yeah. The Mus- the Russians admit doing this. We know it's happened. And also, mate, there's also after training like um. Special force combat divers. Once they're they're you know up to speed and pass and they're in, they send them to essentially go sparring with attack dolphins in the water, <laughs> just to study like methods of close combat against sea animals, mm-hmm. like you know whatever dolphins or whatever. Um, they want to see how you you deal with the struggle of being attacked by uh, an underwater sentient animal. It, it's mad. There's people out there that they do that as their job. Someone's died from it, or like in the past. Imagine dying from that. It's it's horrible, isn't it? It's weird. Yeah. Just it just wouldn't, like it's like we keep saying, it wouldn't seem real. You'd be like, what? And then you just, I'd probably die laughing just because it's so such a random death. Well, they um, being as clever as they are, they still make mistakes, and the um, the the main one is very similar to the dogs. They struggle to differentiate between enemy boats and you know, friendly boats. So in the instance of, of attaching mines to the hulls of ships, dolphins sometimes get things wrong mm. and they attach the mine to their own ship or other people's ships that, you know, friendlies. So shit can go wrong, man. And they were used in like um, both Gulf Wars, I think. 75 used in the first Gulf War. Uh, I think in 1995, the, the US military had something like 150 active combat dolphins, which is mad. 150? Combat dolphins are active combat, and in the second uh, Gulf War, like Mortal Combat, yeah, exactly like Mortal Combat, underwater Mortal Combat, underwater, underwater Mortal Combat with dolphins. Dolphins, I would like, like, you can have it be like Olympics, wouldn't it? You can have like what dolphins train for each nation to fight each other with needles, <laughs> <laughs> but it'd be like fencing, but a bit more brutal, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> proper stabby fencing, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in the Gulf War, they they managed to locate something like over a hundred anti ship mines, like floating about in the sea. The dolphins were. They'd send them out and they'd go, "Don't go there." Or whatever. <laughs> 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 that was yeah. fucking quite good. That was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah, don't go there or yeah, go yeah. there. You know, so they helped out, man. You know what I mean? So they g- um, good. Give they give advice, but obviously the. They also don't quite know what they're doing. Still, they are. They know what they're doing, but they also don't. Everything's a game for them. Yeah, yeah. They're just happy. You're like, like you're they're bomb. attaching bombs to boats, and they don't know what boats what. Then they just attach it to it because they see it, and they go, "Oh, well, that must be it." Well, I read in s- I read some instances that said that that s- some individual dolphins were able to tell the difference between enemy and friendly boats just by the sound of the engine. But then a lot of reports are saying, "No, I don't believe that." Yeah, yeah. They'll just stick a bomb to anything. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that, yeah. It's, um, they could have lo- locating shit that's got lost in the sea for obvious fucking reasons. They mm-hmm. could just go down and fuck Yeah, you find it and go, yeah, that's the ship that's there. Yeah, that's it. Uh, planes there, whatever. Yeah. It sounds crazy, doesn't it? All this shit we're so far, but the, the we'll, we'll end up on this one, right? Um, but the, uh, yeah, man. 
baboons fighting in World War One. Ba- fighting baboons? No, actually, yeah, like combat baboon. Combat baboon. Yeah, it's mad. This is mad, mate. And this wasn't like a division of... This was just a random combat baboon that just was like, fucking yeah, let's get involved. Was he like a commando? Did did he go up in the ranks? And they're like, this baboon's good, this one. Let's get him in. He's got, you know, he's, he's there with his knife in his mouth, crawling along the ground really quickly, climbing trees, swinging, <laughs> cutting people's throats. Yeah. Well, this is the story of Corporal Jackie the baboon. And it's, I think it's one of the most famous baboons ever. <laughs> he was Corporal born in, Jackie? He was born in South Africa during World War One. Right. And there was a farmer, a dude called Albert Mai, found Jackie the baboon just roaming around his farm. And he was like, ah, oh. took him in. And I don't know whether he got separated from his crew. Is that like the... The, uh, the the term for a collective of baboons, a crew, I'm sure it is. Fuck knows. But anyway, uh, yeah, so he was, ro- he was roaming around by himself. He showed intelligence. I think the, the collective nouns, a group of. Yeah. <laughs> a group of baboons. So Jackie just chilled at this, this farm with um, with Albert until World War One broke out and unfortunately Albert was drafted up to, to fight. This is around 1915. And apparently he didn't want to leave his baboon at home alone. So he said to the military, he goes... Oh, I wouldn't. He says, Every if I had a baboon, I wouldn't want to leave it at home. If I had to go to war, I'd be like, what about fucking Jackie the baboon? Yeah, but baboons are vicious cunts as well. Yeah, but uh, fact, yeah, probably wouldn't have said that. That's a good idea. He can be on, fight with you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even want a baboon in my house, let alone... I would, as long as you befriended it well. Just don't ever piss it off. And imagine if someone come in, you just go, go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rip him to pieces. Have a go. Yeah. Chew his face off. Well, he didn't want to leave him at home. He said to him, he said to the military, any chance I can bring my baboon along with me to fucking combat? And the, the, baboon. Mi- the military were like, don't see any problems with that. But, um, yeah, why not? <laughs> fucking back in the day, mate. <laughs> Mind you, you, people used to have pet monkeys all the time, didn't they, and stuff? So. Soldier monkeys. So, yeah. so he was enlisted as a soldier, right? He was given a uniform... He was given rations. He got paid. He used to salute officers, right? He trained and marched with the, just the same as everybody else. He smoked and drank with the lads, like you know, when they're on downtime or whatever. Yeah. Uh, he, he's one of the favourite things he used to do was sentry duty because he had much better vision and hearing. So he he, like, he was really good at that. Um, and he kept Albert, his his owner, alive in battles where the fatality rate was over eighty percent. A couple of times, like he should have died. He was beating the odds because of of that baboon. Yeah, it seems that at least Jackie was a. I wouldn't say all baboons, but at least Jackie was was an aid in battle. He was actually quite useful. Yeah, Albert even got shot. Um, I think in Egypt, something shot in the sh- in the shoulder. Jackie the baboon stayed with him. Apparently, licked his wounds, got him first aid and shit, and then went went and got help. So he knows what he's doing, man. That monkey, that that baboon's the bollocks. Yeah. And he saw mad, mad action though. No shit, yeah. He's that I mean he's got. I bet if you if you met Jackie the baboon and sat down for a pint with him, I bet he'd have glassy eyes. He went. He fought in the trenches, mate. <laughs> Proper fought, mate. There was one hard. <laughs> seriously, mate. One hardcore battle. Right, Jackie, terrified to his core. Obviously, with no escape. Yeah. He was spotted by his um, his comrades building a wall of stones around himself for protection in the middle of of, of this <laughs> fucking. Ma- he was trying to bet. So he's trying scared. to fortify himself. Yeah, he was burying himself in rocks because he was so scared. You see, I would have turned that around. I wouldn't have said it's not because he's scared. It's because he's fortifying himself for a major battle. He's going to fill it with guns. He's going to stay still until he's until he's the last man standing. He's a weapon, mate. Yeah. He he actually got hit with some shrapnel in that battle because I think it was 
I can't find too much information about what, what was actually going on, but I think everybody was getting blown to fucking pieces. Even Jackie could see it. And he was like, probably just bury myself now. <laughs> and just hope that it's all blows yeah, over. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he actually got his leg. It sounds like he's cleverer than anyone else, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. He, he got hit by shrapnel and t- pretty much took his, his uh, I think it was right leg, got almost ripped off. And his platoon were like, no! They risked their lives to go and get him. Yeah. Like, we're getting Jackie. So yeah. they, went out, they got him. They stretched it into the camp's hospital. Uh, they tried to save his leg, but they had to amputate it. And they t- you treated him like a person. Yeah, yeah. They operated on did everything. He got awarded a um, a medal of valor, right? He got promoted to corporal, and he ended up getting discharged from the military because he lost his leg. He was given the correct leaving papers, a, a military pension, mate. Fucking gave a baboon a military pension. Yeah, and they gave him civil employment form for Sorry, discharged I think, soldiers. I think his mates um, got a good deal there because I don't think... Uh, He's going to be using that <laughs> pension, is he? He's going to be his mate. He's using it. Yeah, it's just like speak to the local greengrocers and just give him fifty quid a month. He's got bananas for life. Well, why? Something what, yeah. like that. Why is Jackie always buying loads of cigarettes and beer yeah. and, and, and hookers? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I don't know. I'll tell him off for that. <laughs> so he was the only baboon to fight in World War One, and he was famous, mate. People loved him, but he wasn't the only baboon involved. There was another one. Ah, oh, a rival in, baboon. Well, it was trained, I think it was, his name was Jackie as well, I think, and he was trained. Two Jackies? Oh. I know, yeah. What's the fucking chances of two baboons and they're both... In a war? Yeah. And they're both called Jackie? Well, the uh, the next Jackie, he was trained as a train signal operator. Like, he was a conductor. Fair enough. I mean, Fair what enough. could fucking go wrong? You have a baboon conducting trains. Would you take him seriously if you're pulling up to the station? Do you know what I mean? It was on the radio. Alpha, Alpha Bravo, Alpha Bravo, right, um... This might confuse you, and we're not shitting you here, but um, there is a baboon that will tell you where to go when you're coming into the station. You'll be like, yeah, whatever, whatever, Gary. (laughs) And then when you turn up and you go, what the fuck? There actually is a baboon. He's got a cap on. He's got a suit. He's telling me exactly where to go. He's waving his hands. This is my version of 1940s radio. (laughs) (laughs) But apparently he never fucked up once. Perfect. Yeah, people have made mistakes. he made less mistakes than people. He was immaculate as a train conductor. Good. Uh, did it, I hope he had ordered like hand signals and everything. Well, he did. He did. It. I mean, how how crazy are your people that you'd think? Okay, okay, train conductor. So what is the what is the purpose of this job? Well, it's it's getting trains in and out of platforms and making sure they don't go on the same line towards each other. So it's quite a complicated job, and people can die. Yes, baboon. Yeah, let's get a baboon to do it. <laughs> and it works. It sounds like a piss take, doesn't it? It really does. Imagine if they were that good, we were still using them. To say, or they've just f- figured out, oh, baboons are better than like computers and like every train station you go to. There's just, <laughs> just fucking baboons there with hats on. Yeah. <laughs> Flashing their teeth and waving, like pressing buttons. Nope. Nope, not happening. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. No. I don't know how true that is, but uh, it's pre- pretty mad. Yeah, it's fucking mad. It's mad. Uh, but yeah, they're still using animals as, as weapons today. Like over in the Middle East, there's a lot of shit going down with, um, you know, using... Like, Using mules or donkeys, carrying shit, they just f- fill them with explosives and send them into marketplaces, and boom, suicide. Well, not really suicide. They're being suicided. You yeah, know, donkeys. It's We'd murdered to kill more people. Yeah, it's fucking shit, isn't it? Yeah, it's cack, man. It's cack. So, uh, yeah, that'll do. It's mad. I mean, why do humans use animals? And the simple thing is just because it saves human lives, as in like their lives, and it's like a sneak attack possibly yeah unsuspecting sneak attacks or fuck it who cares if they die yeah exactly it's only a dog or it's only a, a rat which is all dead anyway mm. you know what I mean yeah yeah 
It's, it's grotty, though. It'd be a bit more concerning, wouldn't it? You know, instead of bomb dogs, there's, there's just dead dogs and there's people just throwing dead dogs over and going, what the fuck is going on here? Why are they throwing dead dogs at us? They used to do that. They used to do it with pigs. They'd catapult pigs into, like, sort of, you know, back in the Roman days, like dead, putrefied, diseased pigs. They'd fire them in, like, mad cat and cows into, over walls, into whatever, and just splat on the floor, carried... Disease. Quit meant for giving them like pork and bacon. You get lads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just before we kill you, eat this. Just, it, it, m- most of the uh, really old stuff is just you know throwing dead animals at you or pots of snakes. That's good. I like the pots of snakes one. Like really pissed off snakes, you just throw it, smash it on the floor, and they're like, right, I see you. I don't know if it was you, but you're the first thing I'm going to attack. Yeah. Pots of anything really. Pot, but literally pots of any snakes, scorpions, pots of fleas, fire ants. That'd um, be good. Weaponized beehives. They've done all sorts of things. Weaponized beehives. Yeah, t- tainted honey back in the day. Just, you know, toxic shit. So people would eat it and die. It's nuts. Nap bats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Napalm the bats. Yeah, man. fucking unbelievable. So we've got a social media winner for sharing on our Facebook page. Ada Owen. Well, hey, well done. You've won a fantastic picture. Yeah, you have, yeah. Congratulations. Uh, I think we might as well wind up the episode at that. Yeah. If if you want to talk to us or message us, or do it on social media, do it on Facebook, Twitter. Um, mostly mostly Facebook, I think, to be honest. Instagram, maybe. Instagram's good, yeah. Instagram, yeah. Twitter, just don't bother. Uh, or bother. Well, you can if you want, but I mean, it's, it's it doesn't seem to be the best one for it, does it, really? Um, yeah, um, if you want to buy any T-shirts, go to T-Mill, whatever it's called. <laughs> Is it T-Mill? Yeah. Go to that. Um, stickers, if you want to buy them, eBay. Um, there's a button on the thing which you can click on and do that. Um, yeah, uh, so you've got to like and share this episode once it's put up, and when you do that, you've got a chance of winning some... Uh, it's amazing, some please. Animal... Animals with weapons picture that I've drawn. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit. It looks a bit like Mighty Bushi. That does. It, it looks like actually like, like an actual war scene at the moment. Yeah, good. I mean, just I don't think there's one one dead thing at the moment in it, but it just just looks like absolute carnage. Imagine imagine this when you get it. Just imagine this as a scenario. Yeah. Like if you had like an animal war off. The madness of war. Animals with weapons at war. Now I need to know which one you think would win. Yeah, let us know whoever win, uh, whoever's going to win this one. Yeah, yeah. Out of all of these fighting at the minute, which one would win? I think. It's, hang on. No, I had a one last week, didn't I? What was last week? What did we do last week? Uh, hang on, I've got to tell you. JFK. Oh yeah, JFK. Yeah. That's it. You've won that one then. Yeah. Good work. Yeah. Uh, new pens working well on the old drawer in front there, Ralph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all right then. Yeah, we'll um, see you next week. But like I say, I don't know what's going to happen next week because. We, we might freestyle it, maybe. We'll get some possibly. Good. If we do, if we do freestyle it, we've got a uh, vodka shot roulette down S- there. Send us beer. We'll do that. Yeah. Send us beer, and uh, <laughs> we'll see you next week. Then see you in a bit, everyone. <laughs>